Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast. My name is Matt Blair and the other voice you will hear very soon is Rick Carranza. I haven't gone solo with this podcast just yet, but don't tell Rick I said that. Anyway, this week we're talking Star Trek Lower Decks, the What If season finale, and of course we break down everything we've loved about Ted Lasso season two. And we've waited a long time to talk about this season of Ted Lasso. And seriously, if you don't like Ted Lasso, you are quite literally dead inside. And I don't mean figuratively. I mean literally. You need to see a doctor. Maybe Dr. Sharon. Also, we have a couple of Sodium stories, again involving Marvel. That's all there is to talk about, apparently. But this time it's Marvel with maybe Jack Black, maybe Gary Oldman, maybe Wesley Snipes, maybe Nicolas Cage. What on earth is going on here? Anyway, look, let's find out. Let's find out what's going on because I'm going to stop talking and we are going to go into the podcast. So far out. So close. So far out. It's it's like how it feels between us. Like I feel that we're really, really close, but oh, you cannot get further distance. away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get away from you. And yet here we are. Here we are. Uh, here we are. Uh how are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been it's been a nice week. It's been a it's been mm. a very nice week. I I, I I mean compared to last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, compared to the the the, the car accident. This week was a time for celebration uh because it was my year anniversary on Twitch and Yay. Uh, and, and, and 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 it was fun. It was nice. I I popped in my head for uh, for a little bit. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, no, it was nice. Yeah. What was also nice was uh people in the chat going I was wondering if you were okay about the dropping the baby talk uh, because uh, I felt like Matt's probably okay with this, but he might not be. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, did, it, did it verge on bullying? No, 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 no. <laughs> someone in the chat, I won't say who, but someone in the chat went, yeah, more like prick Carranza, right? <laughs> Here's a silent P. <laughs> like pterodactyl. At your age, silent P is very, very frequent. <laughs> <laughs> it's not over until it's over. <laughs> One shake is not enough anymore. Oh god, um, no. Oh god, no. <laughs> That's when you know you're in your late thirties. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Geekatorium podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so true, though. Oh, the age, the aging Geekatorium. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's becoming it's nearing and nearing like a like a, what, would, what would sort of the equivalent of a mausoleum be? <laughs> like, An emporium. Wait, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, oh no! God, no, we, no! 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 Yeah, no! No! There you go, no! There well, you go. But yeah, congratulations on your one year. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And that, yeah, that's that's been my week. How about you? What have you been up to? You good? Oh man, I'm I'm just gonna be. I'm not gonna pull any punches. I am more tired than I've ever been in my life, and that's including when Joan, like you know, around the time that Jonah was born, he has hit. Uh, what is known as sleep regression. Now, for those out there who have not had children or don't know what sleep regression is, it's basically what happened was. Uh, 
Jonah lulled me into a false sense of security by sleeping for seven, eight, nine, even ten hours on some nights, allowing me some. You know, I, I, about a week and a half ago, I slept for eight hours. I slept for eight hours, and it was like we went. I went through a couple of weeks where it was like maybe two, three weeks. And it was like long sleeps, feeling good. It was like oh my god. But what happens is that your baby realizes that you're feeling good, and then goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> and That's just goes, well, now nah, we're going to go back to how it was. We're going to go back to how it was, but worse. Uh, that's so, parenthood yeah. right there, isn't it? That's that's yeah. that's, so that's I've forever. Spent, I've spent a week of just barely sleeping, um, and it really all caught up with me today. I was just like crying. I was crying, going, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm so tired. Just let me sleep. But I've had a cup. I've had a cup of coffee. Um, I've had some sugar. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, um, propped up right now. <laughs> Excellent. No, well, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, you know, you know when you're like, you know when you hit the petrol light on your car. More and more often yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I think like everyone in the UK can currently mm-hmm. appreciate this, right? Mm-hmm. But you hit the petrol light on your car, and you know you're on fumes. Mm-hmm. You know you can hear the car just start to sputter just a wee bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm past that point. I, I the other day, because uh, I managed to get some fuel, actually, mm. just very luckily the other day, because well, I, I got home from my quiz, but on my way, I walked past the petrol station and it was getting a delivery. And mm. I, I went over there and I spoke to the guy like doing the delivery and I said, is this going to be ready tonight? Because I'll go get my jerry can. Because I need, I can't go take the car. My car has less than five miles in it. Yep, right. Yep. And and I said, look, I, I haven't driven for five days and I hadn't. I was like, I haven't driven for five days, got less than five miles. I have to do it in the can. Uh, and, and and he's just like, well, you've been really good. He was like very complimentary. He's just like, well, you've been good. You haven't been panic buying or anything. He's like, no, but he says, well, unfortunately, it won't be open until tomorrow morning. I was the first there in the next morning. <laughs> I was the first there with my jerry can. And I, I just, he said, it's not open till nine. I said, you're right if I stand out there and wait until it's ready. Wait, did you queue for petrol like it was a brand new iPhone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we've come to. Yeah, exactly. That's what everyone's been doing. <laughs> So, so, so I'm Just there. the petrol station staff clapping you in as you leave. Do you know what? Back. You've really made me want to get an Apple sticker to put on the jerry can. That would be, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. I think I've got one from the laptop that I got oh, uh, last brilliant. year. But anyway, um, so I, I, I get it. But because I, I was speaking to the guy when I got home the day it had five miles left in it. And that was the day I got uh, the, the accident. That was the day I got mm. the car got hit. Um, but when I got it home, as I closed I the mean, car, that's irony, isn't it? It was. But the smell, I was like, "This car is definitely running on fumes." That smell has never been there before. Like, mm. I think this car mm. is like thirsty. Like, yeah, so really that smell, thirsty. That's yeah. how I smell right now. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. So, uh, what have you been? Uh, what have you been watching this week, then? Well, uh, let's let's talk the. I mean, I guess, I guess I guess we know what we've been watching. Um, we, we know. Should we should we just tick off some of them very very quickly? Yes. So let's start with lower decks. Lower decks was great. Uh, loved it. Lovely, really lovely good. little insight into the lower decks of uh, other ships. Other ships. Um, I think the best one for me was the Borg. The Borg at the end was. I've never laughed wonderful. so hard in my life. <laughs> going on for the whole credits, and you are there going. Well, part of me, part of me, sat there going. I mean, I can just stop this. The joke's been made, but I do just want to see if there might be anything yeah, that yeah, happens. Yeah. And it made me laugh even more. 
but it, nothing happened. Yeah. Like it was perfect. It was like, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that the, the lower decks Boimler in uh, like the, the, the Klingon equivalent of Boimler became captain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, it just makes you wonder, it's like, what what could push Boimler to, to such a to, to such murder a the captain of the yeah. street? <laughs> Are you finding that? Also, I have to say, how wonderful was the moment with Ransom giving him the little nod at the end because yeah. he told the kid to go speak to him because he was the most organized person on the ship, yeah. and yeah. it was just a most beautiful trek moment well, it was and it, it shows was that wonderful. ransom's not 100 percent a dick no absolutely exactly exactly right he's uh, even though they were a bit of a dick to him because he wasn't a moon person but yeah. um but but that was a nice gesture but the thing that i find very fascinating because we're getting some new lore at the moment we're getting some new lore into rebel klingons trying to start a war using the pack lids mm-hmm. now that that's it's like we've finally got into some juicy bit of Trek story going on. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I, I reckon they'll probably develop that more next season. So we will. We will quite see. possibly. Yeah, maybe we might even see some of it mentioned in Picard. Could you imagine? That would be. That yeah. would be. That would be ace. Also, just you know, because I don't want to spend too long on this. We know what we really yeah, want to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. tonight. Um, do you new character? Do we reckon? Vulcan. Oh yes, yeah, the Vulcan. She's she's definitely yeah. They they she's won't be joining Cer- without. Got to be joining Cerritos, right? Yeah, of course, of course, absolutely, absolutely. That's gonna be. I'll be. Uh, that's exciting. I like that because she seemed. I like the look of like she seemed like to Paul mm-hmm. to Paul, mm-hmm. but with more attitude. Yeah, so probably I'm, a romantic kind of, interest for Boimler. I have to say, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it was Lord great. Dex continues to be good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to very quickly touch on this. I I watched the first episode of the Squid Games, by the way. Right. I want to watch this. Should I? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Done. <laughs> it, I know it's, it's good. It, it no, is dark, isn't I, I, it? I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. I, I I very much enjoyed it. I I'm very interested to see where the story goes. Is it? Is it a hundred percent original? No. Yeah, I hear it's very like, Hunger Gamesy, but it was yeah. developed first in two thousand and nine. That was when it was yeah. first developed. Yeah. So, you know, but I will say that it's um, it's I'm I'm interested to see what how the story develops. I think it's it, it's the first episode is very much setting up a lot, mm-hmm. and the actual Squid Games part only makes up the last ten minutes of the episode. Okay, so it's it's, it's um. Yeah, a lot of a lot of setup, a lot of setup for the first episode. How long are the but, episodes? Are they 40, 50 an hour long? 40, 50 minutes? Uh, about that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um Oh, and one one other thing I should mention that I've been watching as well, just remember, sorry. Uh, Foundation as well. Oh, I do mean to start that too. Plus, yeah, it's Apple, yeah, very isn't it? good. Yeah. First episode, very slow, but it's setting up the whole world. We learn about how the space travel works in this universe. We work we're not, we work out we find out how sort of the 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 world works um and it's good second episode it all starts taking off and i've really enjoyed it writing is really solid um i love the world it's developed it's created great it's, cast um, yeah yeah it's, it looks good it's, it's it, the first couple of episodes i've, I've really really enjoyed mm. cool okay so okay the other thing we should talk about well is what um if what if <laughs> Yes, the finale of What If. I say what, you say if. What if? <laughs> oh, God, I hate myself right now. <laughs> uh, I hate you. Uh, I feel like we're an early 90s rap. <laughs> but like uh, so white and middle class and cringy. <laughs> yes, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, or yeah. PJ and Duncan. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm just I'm, I'm I'm hosting a children's birthday party. That's I'm go. the DJ just, at a kid's just, birthday party. Just say Shabba and it's all complete, isn't it? Like... Shabba. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think then of what if the finale? That that was some solid finaleing going on right there. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was I was really happy. The only thing now, remember, we we talked about that there was an episode. Um, there wasn't this this season was an episode short, and they've moved it to the next season. Yeah, uh, we're sort of the Gamora Tony Stark. Episode, yeah, which was supposed which really to be- threw me. It was like. Yeah, yeah that annoying. that was the only complaint is that I would have liked to have had a bit more background on whatever was going on there. And also, what did Gamora do? Like, I didn't really remember what Gamora did in that fight. Well, uh, she no, she was the one that brought the Infinity Crusher. She's the one who brought. The oh, device. that was right. Yeah, yeah, and it did nothing she, in yeah, the end. And it did nothing <laughs> in the end. But I'm guessing that device was used in the episode. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, that, that's, that's, that's sort of what I'm guessing there. Um, interesting to know, uh, if, if you haven't, cause I, I've read some of them, um, Tony Stark goes into space and pallies around with hmm. the guardians of the galaxy Yeah, and he ends up having a sort of relationship with Gamora. Yeah. He, so, so I find that interesting. Maybe that happened in the episode yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to sort of expand that that's we're going to see that episode in season two yeah we will see it um so she's got thanos armor that. and his and yeah. his sword well i think it i think the what if there is probably going to be what if gamora killed thanos or something like that yeah um, when so well that's the question isn't it so yeah. we'll find we'll find out i'm interested to find out right so my thoughts in this episode it was if you thought of this, if this was Infinity War and Endgame, mm. which it, it was, yeah, yeah, in a in a way, yeah, it was it was a retread of the Battle on Titan. Yep. So this is Infinity War. If if the if the the, the two the last two episodes of the season were Infinity War and Endgame, mm. um, I always prefer. I think Infinity War is a better film yes. than Endgame. Oh yeah, me too. And I thought part one of this uh, two parter was much better than the finale. Interesting. I think I, I I I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not I'm not saying it was a bad episode. It was a bit predictable. Mm. Um, Ultron didn't seem as scary <laughs> as he was in that first episode. No, like, I mean when he, he first appears, when his giant head appears, that was yeah, quite scary. But yeah, the battle but itself. Ultima- but ultimately, they really took him down quite easily if i'm being honest with you like it felt like they it was did a bit have of an strange easy strange seems to be the most strange yeah. supreme, supreme seems but, to be the most powerful person ever saying all of that it was and so like it led to some really beautifully animated fight scenes which were really really cool which obviously that's you know it, it, it's as comic booky as you can get you know mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it also explains the um this, the it really the the animation style now really lends itself to these sequences. Mm-hmm. Now, the sequence with Captain Carter jumping um, and Black Widow with the uh, the both of the them with their shields with both oh, shields. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Brilliant sequence, right? So I really really enjoyed it, but I just felt it didn't have the same depth that that first episode had. But what I did like, um, I liked the the solution mm-hmm. to um, with Zola and um, Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, again, I just didn't find Killmonger that interesting. Um, no, but I, it, it was it was kind of like, in some respects, it was kind of like the a zombie movie. 
Mm. where this team is together. I don't, you've not seen Army of the Dead yet, but when there's a no. person in the team that clearly should not be trusted and is clearly doing something behind everyone's well, back because he's got his own motive. Yeah, but, but, but he was there for a reason. Obviously, the Watcher yes. picked every single oh, yeah, person no, for a reason. Oh, yeah, no, he knew that was going to happen. And, yeah. and that was what was it. So I liked, I did like the solution and I liked the sacrifice. Well, I like, I like not, not so much the sacrifice that Strange made, but also the, like, you know, at the end of the day, he's like, I've got nothing but time to mm-hmm. now in his own universe. Yeah. What was interesting, though, is because Strange essentially is as powerful as the, as the you know, as the watch To a point, but when he says, but, but what are friends for? And you're just like, he's not really your friend. Yeah, but there's still, <laughs> there, there, there's still good in that Strange. That's the thing. To a despite, point. D- d- despite everything, there's still a bit of good, still a bit of good inside yeah, him. Yeah. Well, like he um, did absorb the good strange. That's the thing. So he is in there. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was enjoyable. Um, as I said, I think the the first part of that story, the first the the previous episode was much stronger, mm-hmm. um, and much more interesting. But this was, um, and this felt uh, for me like a little bit of a standard, you know. superhero ending a little bit but but, i mean okay barring the episode on its own the season as a whole does it does it work for you yeah um overall it it had its highs and its lows um on reflection i think i enjoyed a lot of it when it first came out but on reflection i wish they had been a little bit less reliant on stuff that had already happened Mm. I, 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 I disagree. I think that the familiarity helps keep people like, oh, I like this. No, no, I understand. I understand. I yeah. just, it, it, it felt like the, the, there was a, a chance for them to go really out there with some stuff. And they did. They mm. did. Don't get me wrong. When they did go out there, like Stephen Strange, yeah. uh, like uh, what if Strange had lost his heart instead of his I hands. I mean, Ultron, that, that, I mean, that story on its own was spectacular. Yeah. Those times... Brilliant. It was good. I even think the Thor story itself, I thought was really good. They went out there with the Thor story. Like, this is what Thor would be at if he wasn't having, didn't have to be responsible for Loki. Like, I I enjoyed that. But then I, I also, but I did feel like there were a few stories that were just like, the changes weren't, like, in reflection, the changes weren't huge, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um. So again, like, I, I the, the Killmonger one, I still hold up as like, I think the Killmonger one for me was the worst of the whole narrative okay um and the weakest mm-hmm. um but yeah there was just yeah so it, it was look overall i enjoyed it i enjoyed the first season there's another season there's going to be another season um yeah. let's hopefully it'll be a bit stronger well i hear in the next season it will have uh it will be focusing more on the next phase as opposed to the past because the infinity saga is done then yeah. you know that, that they don't need to do any what-ifs on the infinity saga so as far as i'm aware it will focus on Eternals, Shang-Chi, and mm. anything else that's going to be going on. Uh, whether it revisits any, because I feel like the zombie universe, that's done now. I feel like they don't need to revisit that. That's had kind of an ending. Uh, I feel, because I, I thought when they opened the portal and they said it's what came with the zombies, I thought it might have been Thanos and it would have been zombie Thanos with Infinity Stones. I thought it was going to be Hulk. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, Scarlet Witch was the, uh, there you go. Yeah, cool. I thought it might have been Infinity Stone versus Infinity Stones, despite the fact that in the comics, Infinity Stones don't work in other universes that they're not from. Yeah, as well. And so that was, yeah. But now anyway. it turns out just the things that break it don't break them. That's, it's, it's a weird change. 
But there we go. What if I would recommend it if you are yeah, very so would much I. into your Marvel? Yeah, yeah, so I, yeah. I would recommend it, yeah. yeah. Totally. Cool. Um, so let's get into the big one. Um, we have been wanting been talk- to talk to the, talk about this. We've not been talking about this for the entire season. Well, we talked um, about we- maybe the first two episodes, but now, now, oh my God. I did. I didn't. I didn't get as emotional as I thought I was going to get. I got to be honest. So we're talking about Ted Lasso, by the way. Yes, season two. I didn't get as emotional as I thought I was going to get, but okay. I loved it. Um, you know, I, I was. I, you know that thing. It's. It's almost like, despite the fact that very little sports happens in it, I watch it like I'm watching sports where I cheer when things go good and go, no, when things are, it's, it's like watching a, a football match. And I got to admit when, uh, when, when, when uh, Rojas was going to take that penalty, I had a knot in my stomach, like it was the world cup again. Like I was watching England <laughs> do the penalties. It was like, please, Danny, please do it. And then he looks over at the dog and gives it a little smile. I was so like, Oh, Danny, Danny Rojas, footballer's life. I loved it. The whole season, um, apart from maybe the Coach Beard episode, which is fine. It wasn't awful. I just felt it's... It, it, it's like a weird grammatical error that you just can't... that makes you twitch a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're looking at, a, like, a perfect... A perfect essay. Everything in this essay is perfect. But one time they've done your instead of you apostrophe re. And it's just, it just feels like, it just feels like a little blip in what could be considered a perfect season to me. What about you? Oh, I hated it. <laughs> you fucking liar. Considering <laughs> I watched an episode with you and how much you enjoyed it. You fucking liar. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it was a perfect season, um, including the Poach Beard episode. Mm. Um, uh, I, I loved the, the character arcs, the, the, the descent of Nate into Darth Vader. Oh, so um, good. Or into Jose... Darth Jose Mourinho Vader. Did you see his <laughs> thing about that where he he yeah. said that? He said he was yeah. he imagined he, himself transforming into Jose yeah, Mourinho. Yeah. So I I genuinely and I I you know what? There's a lot of hate going on for Nate right now, mm-hmm. and quite rightly so. He ripped up the belief sign, fuck you, Nate. Oh yeah. But when I was and like a lot of people like sort of knee jerk, oh you're being you're a horrible person. But when I was listening to that, his his speech against Ted, mm. uh, when he was confronting Ted. The only thing I felt was pity for him. I felt really sorry for him. And I was going, I I can see why you feel that way. I can understand. Like, did you know that in the in the two seasons, mm. in the two seasons, that was the second time that there's been a scene with just Ted and Nate. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. He, of course he feels abandoned. Um he did he, he of course he felt like he had been put on to like the, the, you know he, he'd been made to feel amazing and made been made to feel like he was the most important person in the world um and then he was told he was going to be assistant coach and then roy kent comes in who's also seen as like who's also been one of the ones who was yeah 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 yeah, yeah. intimidating to him and you know it's 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 an interesting thing i i was listening to that and i was going this is all of and, and again it's that whole thing of 
look at later on in the episode uh, when Sam Obasanya uh, comes in and says to Ted what he wants to say to Rebecca because he doesn't know mm-hmm. that Ted knows about it. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I love that Ted. I think that was meant for you. Um, <laughs> like, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, we got that. But anyway, I, I love that whole sequence. In the same way, everything that Nate was saying wasn't for Ted. It was for his dad. And it was it was all about his dad. And mm-hmm. it's how that's how it was. And so I think like, yes, Nate has gone down this route. And I think Nate was always going to go down this route. I think it was because and I think it's also prescient that like this whole season and Ted's last press conference that we see mm-hmm. is all about mental health yes. and opening up and talking about these things. And that's that's the whole season has been about that. Right. And it's like it's tackled Ted's reluctance to uh, talk about mental health, his own mental health. Yeah. Um, it's tackled um, the, the, the players becoming less about toxic masculinity. I mean, look at Jamie Tarr. Yeah. And the way he 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 come, moves around. Look at Roy Kent and the way yeah. that he's smoothed himself out. Um, all of these characters becoming more open about their feelings and how they're and what they're wrong. And only one character hasn't. And that was Nate. Right, he's, Nate, he's, he's developed never, more toxic masculinity. He he developed more because he, and he was the only character who wasn't opening up to other characters about how he was feeling. Um, he didn't know that the 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 picture that he would gifted Ted was on Ted's bedside table. Yeah, he didn't know, but he, he needed that. He was desperate for that recognition. Yeah. Desperate, desperate for what his father wasn't giving him. So I think it's really interesting that this whole season has been less about the quirkiness of an American football coach in a British team. Uh, coaching a, a, a soccer team and more about like because like honestly again it's like there's probably about 20 minutes of football in the entire season yeah if that right it is all about mental health it, it really yeah. was all about mental health and i think they did it in such a fantastic way i'm not gonna lie um and i'll be completely honest with uh with with our audience here there was one episode i i had to switch off after five minutes i i had to switch off so not, not after five minutes i had to switch off four or five minutes because i needed to take a beat to take a moment because i i so closely identified with something that happened in it that it really stirred up really troubling uh thing emotions mm-hmm. and i thank the show for actually doing that because mm-hmm. it's like I can't believe it did that. And I thought it was amazing that it did that. It's not uh, gratuitous, say, like Snowpiercer. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't gratuitous. It was, it was like, look, this is important. You see these things because they're important and we're going to address yep. everything about this. Yep. It's, it's, I enjoyed every episode. I even enjoyed, because obviously the two episodes that were stood out um, as slightly different from the rest of the season were the Christmas episode. <laughs> I, I, I loved the Christmas episode. I oh yeah, I'm going to watch it on Christmas Day. I, I, I thought watch. it was hilarious. I thought it was brilliant. And I thought it was a lovely break in the season. And I know you have your problems with it, but I, I really enjoyed the Coach Beard episode. Because once again, it was, it's for me, it was obviously a deeper dive into Coach Beard as a person, which mm-hmm. I really, really liked. It gave the three fans a little bit more of a spotlight, which I really loved their little story through that. It also, and like, it's going to be interesting to see how this develops in next season, but his relationship with Jane. Now, have you seen the texts that were sent? No, I didn't see that. I know okay. that they broke up, but then they were back on. That's, right. that's, so, that's, that's where we were left with that I, relationship. After, after this, and maybe in the Discord as well, actually, actually, you know what, in the Discord, so for Patreon, for Patreon, um, subscribers mm-hmm. what i'm going to do is i'm going to post a link someone has uh transcribed all the texts that jane sent that night oh okay and it is dark oh wow it's okay. really dark 
And it's really worrying about Beard's character, uh, about Beard, that he 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 really only responded to the last couple of texts. If he'd gone over the yeah. other ones... He might not have actually gone through He with... might not have. Yeah. But I also love the ending of that episode where it's like, you know what, sometimes after everything, all the bad stuff that happens, after all these introspection and all that, sometimes you just need to dance. Yeah. And that's what he did. So yeah. I really enjoyed that episode. I love that Thierry Henry and <laughs> Gary Lineker are in there all the way that's through. That's great. That's great. Um, but it was a really... No, it's... it's, it's and. Yeah, it, it was full of lovely moments. Um, again, I, I brought it up. The Jamie Tarts um, uh, storyline is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the turnaround of his character from season one to the end of season two to when he's apologizing to Roy Kent. Yeah. For, and and just like, I thought like they couldn't top it when Roy hugged um, Jamie yeah, at the yeah. FA Cup final. I thought they couldn't top that moment. Yeah. But then Jamie fucked it all up at the funeral and you think, oh God, he's still the same. And then he turns around and goes, no, I fucked up. This was my mistake. I should never have said anything. I would never want to destroy... I would never want to come between you and your relationship. I respect you too much. Yeah. And and the beauty of Brett's Goldstein, just looking at him, and just the whole Roy Kent thing, every time he knows that fuck. Jamie's right, or someone's like, fuck, and walks off. But then the apology, like not the apology, but then the other hug where he headbutts him, he's like, what'd you do that for? So I can, so do, I this. can do this. <laughs> no, it's... It's a yeah. wonderful show, um, and this season, like for me, cemented it as one of the best sitcoms, one of the best shows um, of the last ten years. It's the best thing Bill Lawrence has done since Scrubs because he did Cougar Town afterwards, and I, I wasn't a fan. But um, I, I don't mind Cougar Town, but yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, it, def- I, 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 totally I think it's much, much better than Cougar Town. And also, look, I, I give Bill Lawrence props, but Jason Sudeikis Cougar Town didn't know what it did, what didn't know what it was. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, no, true. But um, but Jason Sudeikis also was integral. He created Ted Lasso himself yeah. and had it developed by Bill Lawrence. So, like, props to him. I will say, um, I think Beard has a lot to answer for because I think Beard being aware of Nate's descent more than anyone else probably should have raised it. I know he's got his own shit to deal with because that's mm. that's what that episode was about. But considering he does bring up Nate, knowing that it was Nate that... But he did confront Nate a couple of times. He did, but he should have raised it with his very good friend Ted a lot But I also sooner. think, like, he knew Ted... Like, uh, sorry, I'm uh, sorry to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also think, like, if you think about what, what was Ted's attitude to apologies and everything like that, it was that they you, there's no point chasing them, they should come to you. Like, you know, there's no point chasing them, like, what is it, like, cats and uh, stuff like that and babies. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that he... Sh- I'm not saying he should say, you've got to step in and intervene, but he should say... You should be aware that Nate is behaving differently at the moment and just make him aware of it because he's a member of his team. Nate is a member of his team who's going to a bad place. And I think Ted would rather have known about it than not known about it. Okay. well, maybe. Yeah, fair enough. Fair point. Um, Look, look, I'm I'm fucking nitpicking. It's nitpicking. You are. are. But how much (laughs) at the end? So. Uh, did you read like some of the so some of the interviews about this season and stuff like that? Mm. Um, I remember uh, they, they were saying like, "Oh, imagine these three seasons because it's only supposed to be three seasons long." That's what mm-hmm. they're saying. That's what they're no, saying because, right now. No, Bill Lawrence said it's because Jason Sudeikis doesn't want to live in the UK for yeah. more than three years. But the story is three seasons long, as yeah. far as they're concerned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the current story is three seasons long. We will see. Yeah. Um, oh, so there's two. Actually, the last two points I want to make is this, and there's one more last point I want to make. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so. The, the interview is like, yeah, imagine it's like Star Wars. This mm-hmm. is the Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Right. Yeah. And 
And how much of the vibe did you get at the end, you know, of the Emperor and Darth Vader? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, well, Rupert... Worm tongue whispering in his ear and all of yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff. Um, By the way, so... you say that. I just want to say you, you don't know how right you are because in episode one, um, Higgins says that he has to go and watch Empire Strikes Back with his kids. I know. I know <laughs> I'm <you>? right. <laughs> but... So that just that, that that begs the question of what's going to happen in <laughs> season three. Uh, is, is is Richmond going to be pl- uh, is Richmond's going to be playing against Ewoks at one point? Um, <laughs> well, but, I mean, in and, some and, ways, and, and, Nate and, and, is a little Nate, bit of an Ewok. Nate will redeem himself by throwing Rupert down a giant shaft. <laughs> it's it's we will see. We will see. I'm very excited. But the other thing I want to bring up is. Um, because one of the things I so one of the things I like about Ted Lasso is that it's very the the writing is the, the way the comedy is done is very mm. much this is kind of true like there's trying mm. to true to life comedy like you could imagine people saying these things and these situations mm-hmm. happening and stuff like that maybe a little bit over the top at times for example the haircut you know yeah uh, but generally the comedy comes from sort of what would be natural situations mm-hmm. so for this. I want to give a massive shout out to Sam Richardson for bringing in that wackiness in this episode. His breakdown when Sam Obasanya re- rejects him and says, no, I don't. I want to stay at Richmond. The way he reacted and the way that all played out. I, I thought it was brilliant. It was clearly improv as well. Yeah. And I guarantee, because if you look at the way that Sam, the actor who plays Sam Obasanya was reacting, there's points where he was, genuinely trying not to corpse yeah. like you can see him trying not to burst into laughter because he was just the way that was so over the top it was amazing i just i'm gonna i'm gonna buy your parents home and shit in every room <laughs> <laughs> i'm just strangling the mannequin at the end and then pretending it, to shit on it yeah it, yeah, was, <laughs> it was so good and i think it was like for a show that's been so serious. I mean, like it is. I mean, like, it's it's lighthearted and it's fun, but it's also been quite serious this season. I think that moment for me was just like this was the break we needed, mm-hmm. and also this is the best way to have ended that storyline with Samuel Bassanya. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't think that storyline's over. I think they will carry on to season three. Oh yeah. But f- for that moment, I thought it was, it was just wonderful, and I want to give like that Sam Richardson at that moment. He must have been loving. Yeah, he must have been loving doing that. Well, for me, like the same sort of thing. In that you, you're right. It's been very serious, and I want to just touch on the very important scene and episode, which was um, Ted revealing his dark past. Yeah, um, and the beauty of that scene because it was very and beautifully done with the um, the, the, the 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 sort of the co-scene as it was because it was going on with Rebecca at the same time, wonderfully done. Whereas editing, cutting between the two of them and, and just at first I was like, Oh, this is a bit gimmicky, but then I was like, Oh no, this is really good. Oh my God, this is amazing. I don't know how many, I don't, I've not really seen that done like to that level. So smoothly. And yeah, I've I've seen it done. Yeah. yeah, But I've not seen it to that level and that well written. Yeah. And and acted. Um, But the, the, the top off was, when Dr. Sharon gets him to talk about a positive thing in his dad, about his dad, and that's what breaks him. Uh, when he when he when he just goes, I just, you know, I just wish someone would have told him what a great dad he was, maybe he wouldn't have done, blah, blah, blah. And then he breaks down. 
But then like something so serious and you're just like, oh my God, this is so, ah. Uh. And then he just breaks his, I don't know if this is illegal or anything, but can I have a hug? And it was just like this little, oh, thank God, that relief. And then during that, he's like, are you going to charge me for this session? Absolutely. Yes, it was a house call. I appreciate your integrity. <laughs> it's just you we but you needed that kind of like even though look, let's be honest, it's it's not the most hilarious joke ever written. Like if we talk about like what's a funny joke. No, and all that, but it, but it, it, it was, works for the moment. It, it works, works for, the moment. for the moment. It was needed and um it, it, it it's it it's it was the perfect sort of it wasn't like a pin in a balloon to release the pressure. It was just easing the nozzle, if if, if that yeah. makes sense. Just easing it and just being like, and relax, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. We, we, we just had our tough bit, but every... And that's what the, sh the show's really good at. That's that's what the show's really good at. I, also, I think the other thing the show's really good at is it's just taking its time. Just taking its time yes. and everything paying off in time. Because I remember... Um, two or three episodes in, I was talking to some other people mm. who watched the show, um, following some of the online chatter, and people were disappointed. They were like, this is not the same as the first season. And I was like, wait, yeah, wait, it will all pay off in the end. And like, it paid, like, the fact that Danny Rojas had R.I.P. Earl written on his... his which uh, was CGI dude. didn't. You could see it was CGI. Didn't. Oh, it was CGI didn't, but I loved <laughs> that that was on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love little moments like that. Yeah. Just... It made it all worth it. So yeah, Ted Lasso season two. If you've not watched it yet, watch it. If you've not watched Ted Lasso yet, you're 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 missing out. It's one of, I, as I said, I think it's the best sitcom that's been made in the last ten. One 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 of the best. One of the like, best put, sitcoms in the last. I put 10 it years, up yeah. there with like Parks and Recreation, Community, Modern Family. I I do as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I put it up there as well. It's it's a, it's a modern classic, um, and it will stand this. Yeah, and the fact that it's bingeable now is is good because like we we've been watching it weekly. Like to be able to binge it is going to be a great thing. Oh yeah, I mean I binged season one again, and it was still as good watching it a second time. Oh definitely. So I'm going to be watching season one and two back to back now. But so so people know the other thing because the the writers, creators, everyone that was making it when they were making season two they were going under the impression because this is what they were told the first three episodes would would have been released together yeah. so if you feel those first three episodes are a bit slow you've got to watch all three in one because yeah. that's 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 how they intended it to be seen but then apple changed their minds and went no we're still just going to do it weekly so those first three episodes that's the reason why they might seem a tad slow is because that's the impression they were going to make it cool Excellent. So, there you go. so it's so what, good though. It's so it's good. Grim. It's so good. Watch it's, it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely watch it. Um, what have you been playing? I know what you've been playing. Fuck you. I was there. You made it difficult for me. <laughs> How did I make it difficult? Because you were there. Made me nervous. I was. I. I was very supportive. You. You, you were. You were. Yeah. Because I've been through what you've been through. I mean, I'm. Well, I've been you, through. Look, I, what you. <laughs> what you watched. I'd already been through, and that's generally where. Because I know that I've been criticised behind my back, no less. <laughs> I know that I've been criticised on my impatience. That general impatience is mainly because I've played that stuff before and I just wanted to get past the stuff that I've already played before. I'm all for um, playing uh, new sections and having to learn. What are you playing? That. 
Alien Isolation. We said, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I said did we, we didn't say it at the beginning. Did we not? Okay. <laughs> Alien Isolation. Uh, I've started it again because we've talked about me playing this on the podcast before. We've talked yes, about we have. the sections because I, I know the work. I'm still not past the bits I've already done. We've still got more of the bits I've already done to do. I have a feeling next time I play it, I will get further. Um, but look, in terms of what I enjoy, what I generally go for, I, I love the Alien franchise. That's why I bought the game in the first place. But when I got into the nitty gritty of the game, it wasn't my kind of game that I normally play. It's not. I don't mind horror. I've played plenty of horror games. It's nothing to do with whether it's scary or not. I've played Dead Space, The Suffering and Until Dawn. And I've done all of those and I've completed them. It's fine. And I survived and I didn't get as many nightmares as I really thought I would. It's it's totally cool. But in terms of I'm a run and gun, pew, 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 make things go boom kind of guy. That's that's how I do things. So walking around being sneaky, sneaky, and then collecting things so that I can make something else that helps me go sneaky, sneaky, and all, I I get a bit bored. And uh, I, I I it's so maybe in the context of horror, it's kind of like well maybe if, if I get further in the game, it's gonna be all right. So but you prefer I'm, aliens to alien. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I, and I'm still like disappointed because I got burned with aliens, colonial Marines all those years ago where I didn't even complete the first level. Cause I bought the game for a fiver. I thought I can't go wrong for a fiver. turns out you can go very wrong for a fiver. Yeah. And I played, I didn't finish the first level cause I went, wow, this is bullshit. Like this is, this is uh, absolute bullshit. Colonial Marines. I had such high hopes for you. This, this was going to be amazing. This was going to be the best game I ever played. But that's the thing about Alien Isolation. It's not based on Aliens. It's no, based it's, on it's Alien. alien. Yeah, it's, it's based on the very yeah. first one. Yeah. And if, so if you watch, like, Alien and Aliens are very different films. Alien is very much a... It's a haunted house. It's a haunted, a haunted house, house horror. Yeah, yeah one, one, one alien. And, yeah. and that, that's the feeling that they've recreated in Alien Isolation. Whereas Colonial Marines was trying to create sort of the aliens vibe, where it is a little bit more of an action horror, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which which is what you prefer. And that's, that's fine. You're allowed mm-hmm. to prefer what you prefer. But, you know, if you're that's unfortunately Colonial Marines, as you said, it fell so flat. It's, oh, it's so it's bad. Awful. It's awful. It's terrible. I've still but got yeah, it so somewhere. A, but aliens is very much the action horror, whereas aliens more of a psychological horror, mm. haunted house horror, as yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I get I get I get where you're coming from. I think personally i think you might enjoy it like because it, it's very slow to start with and i don't yeah. i personally don't think the game gets started until you get to the hospital level yeah uh, yeah I, I saw you play the hospital level yeah and, and I, I know what you mean. i think yeah. i think that's where the game starts yeah because up until that moment you're kind of just getting to grips with the mechanics and the worst you have to deal with are a few humans and yes the alien is at one point but you don't really deal with it well, um, the alien stuff at that point is is scripted and it is not coming after you yeah um, but yeah once you get into the hospital i think the game changes and then that's where the that's where the horror aspect really starts to take off and you start to have to change your gameplay and your you start having to think a lot more and you have to start and you start getting immersed in it a lot more yeah so i think like i think you will enjoy it more when you get to that stage can i can i ask a favor from you though Go. Can you um, can you post? Can you send something in the post for me? What? Can you send me your Apple Watch because I've been asked to have a heart rate monitor. 
Yeah. If you could, uh, if you could put your three hundred pound device in a jiffy bag and just <laughs> send it my way, that would be great. Um, no, 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 no. I just want to press my Doctor Cox button now. Never, not in a million years. <laughs> Look, my girlfriend won't give me a Fitbit. <laughs> brilliant brilliant anyway um, no i'm glad i yeah i i think you'll enjoy it more once you get to that I level probably that will look if, if you listen back to some of the earlier podcasts where i i did play it and then you'll hear me go it's really hard it's really it, hard it is really hard it's really hard it, it, it goes against all of my natural instincts because i saw you doing the exact same thing which i did which was even though you know it's never going to work you still try and attack the working joes yeah, you still try because it's your natural reaction. Hit them! Oh no, they're going to win every you can, time. You can beat them. But I know you can hard. beat them eventually when you get more weapons and a bit more know-how. But at the beginning of the game when all you've got is the wrench, that's, 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 that's it. That's, that, yeah, that's it's it. really hard. No, no, it, it is really hard, man. I, I, of course I know this. I, I sympathize with you. I empathize with you. I've been there. I've been there. But I also think once you get, once you get to that certain level, I think it, the game takes off there and it becomes... It really does become a thing of a sudden. Yes, you're still not running and shooting and doing all the stuff you can, but I like that because it's that whole sort of more realistic yeah, thing. Yeah, that, you're, the, you're Ellen Ripley. You're not the Terminator. I'm Amanda Ripley. You're not Amanda Ripley, sorry. You're <laughs> you're Ellen Ripley's daughter. You're Amanda Ripley. You're not the Terminator. So there yeah, we go. it's fine. It's fine. Um, oh, one other thing that I've just... Uh, I, I, pl- I, told, I talked about this last week, but I downloaded an extra bit. Um, uh, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, right? It turns out this is the first Mortal Kombat game that has an expansion pack for the story, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and in that expansion expansion pack, there's one character that I've now got, which is not very good, but quite fun to have. Um, I can play as Robocop in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Rick's doing an actual Picard facepalm right now. You can play as Robocop. Like, that, that must be awful. Like he's a bit slow, but it's really. Yeah. Do you know what's disconcerting? I, Watching RoboCop jump—that's weird. Yeah, he doesn't jump. He well, he does. He falls. He <laughs> no, he jumps. But his his special move, his special you know his fatal blow move, is um, one he gets the spike out of his fist and rams is not just the spike his entire fist through someone's chest, and then throws them against the room uh, across the room. Into an Ed 209. And an Ed 209 just obliterates them. It's it's so great. It's so great. I haven't is, tra- uh, what? When 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 uh when characters kill Robocop, is he on his knees getting shot repeatedly? <laughs> his arm getting blown <laughs> off. Just- I haven't got that far yet. I have died. Robocop's slow. This is the thing. Yeah, but of course. The, the other characters that I, I haven't got yet, but I'm I'm gonna save because it's gonna cost a lot of money to get all these characters. But the characters you can have, you can have old Arnold Schwarzenegger as the T-800, uh, like from basically Terminator Genesis. So it's the oh Arnie God. with the grey beard. Yep. Rambo is one of them. <laughs> Fucking Rambo. Um, Brilliant. I can't, there's, there's, there, there was one could, more and it's gone from there. Because not Charlie Sheen's character from Hot Shots. It, uh, to be honest, it looks more like him than it does yeah. Slice to <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So you got all these other characters that you can play, and I'm just like, this, this is, this is pretty fun. 
This is pretty Excellent. fun. Okay. Love it. Um, so, yeah, those, those are the games that I've been playing. What have you been playing? Uh, I'm still continuing Cities Skylines. <laughs> well, last time... Last time you'd only played it for about 45 minutes because um, everyone started making you do Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> it's completed. I know. <laughs> well done. Um, uh, yeah, I've start, yeah, I'm still playing City Skylines. I like it. As I said, it's a much more... It's, 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 it's how The Sims should be, really. It's really how The Sims... Oh, sorry, Sim City should be. Yeah. Like... Um, I love the it, it. There's there's so much more you can do in it. I've really started getting into it. I've been watching a lot of YouTube uh, videos about how to build, you know, good, good advice for building cities and stuff like that. And it's like it's incredible what you can do. And as a result, the cities feel more realistic uh, when you're building them. You have to really think about where you're zoning stuff and stuff like that. So I really like it. I really really like it. Um, it's made by Paradox Studios. Um, no idea. And they make another game. So there's actually one more game that I have been playing. Um, as a result of that, I was like, ah, oh, they they make another game that I love playing and I haven't played in a long time. So I've I've, I've been revisiting Surviving Mars again. Because oh, it's such okay. a good game. I love Surviving Mars. Making bases on Mars. Yes. Yes. I'm down with that. So and there's been some new I'm I'm gonna I'm tempted to now, because I've been playing Surviving Mars for ages, I'm tempted to buy some uh DLC for it, because there's one where you can now build inside Mars. Oh, you can go under the surface. So I'm like, yeah, I think I'm down for that. I think I'm down for that. So again, yeah, just my usual building some cities, building some bases. You know me. Yeah, yeah. it's what I like to do. As long it's as you're I having like. fun. I'm having lots of fun. Good. Excellent. Good. Do you want me to ruin that fun for you? Yeah, go for it. Let's. Uh, <laughs> let's do, you, do, you want, do you want to give me a sodium story? I want to give you maybe two. Okay, play the music. Okay. Uh, and while the music is playing, I'm actually just going to nip to the toilet. Okay, go. Seconds. Go, 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 go. Salt, salt. How much do you need? Salt, salt. With just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. When we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. I'm leaving that in, by the way. Cool. <laughs> Tell me the story. Well, the one... So I've got two. One of them, one of them is, to be honest, probably going to be true. Um, so, so I'll just, I'll just briefly say it because it's kind of interesting. Uh, Gary Oldman is apparently in talks for a major Marvel role. L L L Sodium Stories is now going to be turning into Marvel Stories, uh, because every, it, it, this is all that there is. No one's got any Sodium Stories to do with DC. This the is moment. the only media that exists in the world is Marvel. Is Marvel. Yeah. That, I mean, it's Disney, Disney, Star Wars, Marvel. That's, that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so not only that, not only is uh, Gary Oldman in talks for a uh, Marvel role, which looks likely to be Secret Invasion, because they've already got Emilia Clarke, Olivia Coleman. What a cast they get Gary Oldman too. Mm. But another person, uh, and this is part of the same one that could be true, is Jack Black, uh, maybe involved in this as well. Jack Black is apparently in talks for uh, a Marvel role too. Um, but this is nothing to do with the fact that there has been a weird campaign for people yep. to try and get Jack Black to replace Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. I mean, I'd be on board with that. <laughs> you imagine? Yeah. yeah, there is there is a genuine campaign for that to happen. Can't you see we're the guardians of the... <laughs> in a lot of ways it's like man what a missed opportunity because that probably would have been amazing for to get him Imagine. from the beginning 
Imagine Jack Black and Robert Downey Jr. on Infinity War arguing oh. with each other. <laughs> been so good. They've been so good. Um, Gary Oldman, plausible. Yeah. Not Jack Black's pure plausible as well. Let's be honest. Jack Black's plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Look, literally, pretty much any actor on this planet is plausible, apart from Ste- Stefan Dorf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or Daniel Day-Lewis. I don't see Daniel Day-Lewis um, <laughs> taking the role Dorf of Doctor Doom anytime Dorf soon. Dorf doesn't understand that he was in a Marvel movie. No, like, true. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. God. Listen, people, Google Steph- Stephen Dorf, um, uh, Marvel movie, Scarlett Johansson. He, he he has actually expressed regret about that interview. He has said, Good. yeah, 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 I may have, I may have made a mistake. <laughs> it's like, you did. Idiot. Utter idiot. Utter dick. Uh, but anyway. That, anyway, this is stuff that could that could be true. This is stuff that could be true. Um, okay. So, so, but, but in more Marvel news. Oh, surprise. Can you imagine Kevin Feige going, I want Jack Black and Gary Oldman. Okay. Anyone else? And Kevin Feige goes, yeah, I want Wesley Snipes and Nicolas Cage to come back to the Marvel universe. Well, fuck off. That's so <laughs> <laughs> what a reaction. <laughs> Exclusive but, Nicolas Cage and Wesley Snipes wanted by Kevin Feige for Marvel Return. I mean, multiverse. Listen, if it's for a three-second cameo, I'm all for it. If they if they want to actually add them to the Avengers roster, absolutely get fucked. The Marvel Universe ended with Endgame, and that's it. <laughs> that's 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 where I like from now on. Yeah, no, I'm not Could even watching imagine- WandaVision anymore. Look, 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 I'm just going to throw this out here, right? I'm going to throw this out here as a situation, right? Mm-hmm. Ant-Man can not only control ants, yeah, yeah, finds a way of being able to control bees. Nicolas Cage <laughs> joins in. <laughs> the bees! The bees! The bees! <laughs> no! Oh, no! <laughs> listen, listen, I, this is why I call bullshit. You don't get Mahershala Ali to be your new blade, and then bring Wesley, Snipes and then get back. Wesley Snipes involved. No, especially, especially, and no offense to him, but especially at the age that Wesley Snipes is at now, right? I know he probably could. No, like, and also how Wesley Snipes behaved on the Blade movie sets. Like he, do you know? There's a scene. I mean, I'm sure you do because you can. You've watched the film and you can see how awful it is. There's a scene where he's got his eyes closed and he opens them. He refused to open his eyes when they filmed it. So when his eyes open, it's CGI. Boom, boom. CGI. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes. But how fucking petty is he? He's like, I'm not going to open my eyes. You're not going to have it. Why? Because he was a twat. What? He left, he left well, well, I have to say, he was really good in Dolomite Is My Name. Wesley Snipes was superb in that film. I mean, um, he was superb in the Demolition Man, but <laughs> that's not a good film. I I have a soft spot for Demolition Man. Oh, I no, everyone's got a soft, soft spot, spot for Demolition Man. There's, there, 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 there are certain movies mm. that are objectively terrible, mm. but everyone loves. Uh, Demolition Man mm-hmm. is one of them. Time Cop is the other, mm. and right. Mm. So there you go. Basically, I love the any, any of those cop. any I of those sort cop. of early to mid nineties action movies that involved like Stallone, Snipes, um, Van Damme, any of them. It's when they hadn't got the special effects for the genre quite right yet. Yes, <laughs> that's really yeah. it. 
They hadn't quite mm. nailed it. And that's why everyone thought sci-fi was shit, because they just hadn't quite nailed it yet. But now they fucking nailed it. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's where we're at. But yeah, um, Snipe, but yeah. yeah Snipes is a dick. Um, Cage is... I mean, like, Nicolas Cage will do anything because he needs the money. Uh, so... I mean, yes, I- but I think... Listen, as 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 Nicolas Cage is very hit and miss, because sometimes he is absolutely su- he 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 did not win the Oscar for leaving Las Vegas for no reason. He's brilliant in that film. He is, yeah. Uh, he is he is brilliant in Kickass. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say Kickass. Yeah. Yeah. He is brilliant. I don't know if you've seen it. There's this horror crazy horror film called Mandy. I watched mm-hmm. that last year brilliant not seen it but yeah he he go he turns nick cage up to 11 there's a scene where it's just him in his pants drinking vodka or whiskey in the toilet just crying and it's it's intense you are kind of finding it funny but then you realize the tragedy of the situation because it is quite tragic why he's in that situation and he's hysterical and you're like well actually you know this 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 kind of makes sense and it's a hell of a performance um so nicholas cage in the marvel universe with the right director and the right script i have i have no doubt that he could do it wesley snipes because the thing is i find nicholas cage has no ego Nicholas Cage has no ego. Yeah, he has no shame. That's why National Treasure exists. Yeah, but he also has no shame. That's and why the, he's willing yeah. to push things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Snipes, on the other hand, th- he believes his own hype, and I have I have a problem with how he would be integrated into anything to do with the MCU. He's the he's the Dennis Rodman of Hollywood. Yes, absolutely. Totally right. Totally right. So whether we get them or not, who knows? Whether it's just... Look, if you want to have Wesley Snipes play a security guard in a moment with Mahershala Ali in the Blade movie, like they do with Stan yep. Lee or um, Lou Ferrigno uh, in, in The Incredible Hulk, sure, fine. Do it. Do it. That's fine. I can deal with that. But he's not going to do that because Wesley Snipes is just a giant ego. He's a he bigger is. ego than the planet ego. But uh, he, I think, I think Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage, I think, could actually work in the MCU, whether he's doing Ghost Rider passing on the torch to the new Ghost Rider, or if they gave him another role that actually kind of worked for Nicolas Cage. I think it, oh, I think, go. I think with the right approach, it would work. Cool. I don't think we're going to see either of them in here. I think this no. is a very, very sodium heavy story. It really is. Um, my salt my, my my blood pressure has raised because of the salt content <laughs> thank you for that buddy you are welcome salt salt how much do you need salt salt With just a pitch for me sodium chloride in my inventory where we're reading the news and it's a sodium story am i though you're you're always welcome okay, okay. you're always welcome i mean not in my house but um but I let yeah. you in mine. Yeah, I know you did. And now you won't let me touch your baby. <laughs> Fuck no. You let me touch your PlayStation? Might let you look at it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Might let you smell it. Not very inspiring here, are you? <laughs> it, it smells great, dude. That new PlayStation smell.
Do you see what I did there? Yeah, I did. No, Should I did. we do it? Yeah, okay. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time, or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous phenomenal fantastic five. Inspiring. Inspiring. I know. In- you're not very inspiring. <laughs> well, I, I use the term motivational, so... <laughs> This is motivational. So we got our Fantastic Five. Uh, and as ever, we are trying to link these Fantastic Fives to other things that we're talking about. Uh, and I mean, we are pulling at threads here. No, this one's actually pretty good. This, no, one's, this, 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 one, this one does work. It was a bit hard, especially because uh, I went first and picked some really good ones, I find. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. But uh, because, because of Ted Lasso, and what's Ted Lasso full of? motivational speeches just inspirational just, no i think i find motivational because it's about it's it's making you do stuff okay uh and 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 to, to get past yourself there are people going i can't do this no and it's like someone motivating you um that's that's sort of where where i was just like oh because what was it you said there was there was one that you said uh and and that made me think oh of course motivational speech oh you were saying um it was something we'd already done before, I think. Or was that someone else? And it doesn't matter. But uh, either way, motivational speeches is, speeches is what we've done. Well, well done for bringing up that thread. of That, oh, that, that, went, that, that went nowhere. That, no, it, it went nowhere. It went, <laughs> it nowhere. went nowhere. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. Narratively dead. Uh, so, yes. Well, should we do it? Should we do our, should we do our Fantastic Let's Five? Let's do our Fantastic Five. Let's do who's, this. Who's going first? Me or you? Um, I guess I could go first. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, Number five for me. um, I can't listen. I can't remember the the, the exact quotes, and I'm not going to quote bits of it. I'm just going to go through this quickly. Um, But it's 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 actually look. It's a fun film. I've talked about it before, so that's why I'm not going to dwell on it too much. But Ash and Ash versus the Evil Dead, where he's motivating the army, because at that point, there's a point in the film where they think, "Oh, we're fucked," and Ash is actually fucked up to the point where he's the one that's caused the reason why they're all fucked. Right. But he gives the speech and it's like, are you with me? And, and they're like, yeah, okay, we're, we're with you here. Um, and it, it, it just works. Look, this is why it's number five. It's not the best out of the bunch, but it works. It's kind of funny. And you actually feel that, fuck yeah. You have that kind of feeling. Because, you know, Ash, I guess in that sort of scenario, I guess if I'm going to get behind anyone, Ash feels like probably the best bet. Cool. So, Good. Yeah, you go. Good Ash versus the Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. What's your number five? My number five goes, Fratres, three weeks from now, I will be harvesting my crops. Imagine where you will be, and it will be so. Hold the line. Stay with me. If you find yourself alone, riding in green fields with the sun in your face, do not be troubled, for you are an Elysium, and you are already dead. Brothers, what we do in life echoes in eternity maximus decimus something oh, else yeah. something else something else from gladiator come on like i know i could have picked one later on uh like i am maximus i, I could have picked that one but i genuinely think if you're talking about motivational that first speech there like you're talking about death at mm. the beginning like we are probably going to die but what we do now echoes in eternity just ugh, beautiful writing beautiful writing and a wonderful wonderful 
um, uh, speech. So yeah. yeah, that's that's my number five. It's a good one. It's a good one. Okay, it's a good one. So what's your What's your number four? So my number four, I can because it's quite short. So I can actually just read this one, and it makes me laugh because it's 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 the absurdity of it that 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 makes this speech work because it it is absurd. The situation is ridiculous. Um, it's Hawkeye. Uh, and it is it, it, he he. It, this is why Marvel to me works so well. It acknowledges the silly, but then it's like, but we're going to move past it. And he, then the speech is: it doesn't matter what you did or what you were. If you go out there, you fight, and you. Oh no no no! There's more to it. There's where's where's the whole speech? There we go. There we go. Hey, look at me. It's your fault. It's everyone's fault. Who cares? Are you up for this? Are you? Look, I need to know because the city is flying. Okay, look, the city is flying. We're fighting an army of robots and I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. But I'm going to go back out there because it's my job. Okay, and I can't do my job and babysit. Doesn't matter what you did or what you were. If you go out there, you fight, you fight to kill. Stay in here, you're good. I'll send your brother to come find you. But if you step out that door, you are an Avenger. All right, good chat. And it, it, it acknowledges everything that's dumb. He's like, look, it's, everyone, it's, it's your fault, it's my fault. Look, f- forget that. That's not the important thing right now. We're living in stupid times. I've got a bow and arrow. Somehow it works. And I, I seem to have an unlimited supply of arrows. I just, I just find it's just like, look, if I can do this, you're a super being, you can do this. And it just works. It's a very um, Joss Whedon piece of writing, that. Yeah, it's a shame about that, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. It's a shame that it's, it's really good, but it's Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Good. So that's my number Love four. It. What's your number four? Yeah. My, uh, first of all, I, I do like that. I think it's one of the funniest parts of Ultron. It's, the, um, it's uh, one of the best parts of Ultron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hawkeye is the standout in that film, and that's the th- thing that seals it. It's just like, okay, now yeah. he's, yeah. This is this is the Hawkeye I wish we'd seen in the first Avengers film. Mm-hmm. But it's all good. Uh, but good. Yeah, good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four. Sons of Gondor, of Rohan, my brothers, I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of wolves and shattered shields when the age of men came crashing down. But it is not this day. This day we fight. By all that you hold dear on this good earth, I bid you stand men of the west for frodo <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's aragon in uh, return of the king i mean come on like that's like that's the moment he becomes the king like that's that's the moment when he delivers that speech um and he inspires everybody to take on because like, they're, they're hopelessly outnumbered yeah. hopelessly oh, gotcha. outnumbered and yet they manage it. So, no, absolutely. Aragorn in Return of the King. That's my number four. It's, I think it's wicked. What I love about that speech is how like, powerful it is until he says, but it is not this day. Yeah. But it is not this day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. It's, it's brilliant. But it's still a brilliant speech. Oh, so. it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it was, it's, it's exactly the build up to the climax that you're wanting. You know, it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's really good. So, yeah, nice work. Cool. Nice choice. Yeah. What's your number uh, three? Now, this, look, this is from a franchise. It might not be the nerdiest of franchises, but I think it's one of the biggest franchises in the world, and that's the Rocky franchise. But this isn't from a film that you might think, oh, this is from Rocky Four. Oh, this is from Rocky. This is from Rocky Two. No, 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 
No, no, it's from Rocky Balboa, which is technically Rocky Six. But it's his son is giving him such a hard fucking time because his son is constantly embarrassed by his dad. And he's constantly like, no, you're making my life difficult. And Rocky's like, I'm just being me. Like, you got to deal with your shit. And I'm just going to I'm just gonna get into a little bit of this here. It's like, let me t- tell me something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about hard, how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. There's a whole load more in this speech. But that, those lines there are the important shit. Nice. It's, like, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about hard, how hard you can get hit and then keep moving forward. That's what it's about. That's what the fight of life is, is about. <sighs> And it's just... Love I, it. And it is a proper... That film is much better than it has any credit to be because it's about a near 60-year-old man getting to, into a boxing ring with a 30-year-old and still somehow letting it be a, a, a sort of split decision. And it's sort of like really fucking weird. Wow, how shit is that 30-year-old? <laughs> and it Brilliant. stems it stems from a, 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 a simulation. They go, we've put all the stats of a boxer in this program and the stats of the other boxer in this. How would that be? And it's like Rocky Balboa wins and it looks like, you know, a video game and somehow Rocky wins. And they're like, oh, well, that looked really good in the simulation. How about we make the fight real? Somehow this is a good movie. I don't yeah. know how it works, but somehow it's one of the best in the entire franchise. I, I, I've not seen it, so I will watch it. Oh, please do. It's so good. Okay. There, okay. there is another scene that it made, it made me cry. Oh, it well, made I, me cry. I will watch it and we will discuss. Yes. Look forward Excellent. to it. Anyway, what's your number three? Okay, here you go. Number three for me. Then what shall we die for? You will listen to me. Listen. The brethren will still be looking here to us, to the Black Pearl, to lead. And what will they see? Frighted bilge rats aboard a derelict ship? No. No, they will see free men and freedom. And what the enemy will see is the flash of our cannons. They will hear the ring of our swords and they will know what we can do. By the sweat of our brows and the strength of our backs and the courage of our hearts. Gentlemen, hoist the colours. That was delivered by Elizabeth Swan in At World's End. And listen, I know the later Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Like, the first one is brilliant. I love the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And I know it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's sort of diminishing returns yeah. on the, uh, the franchise. However, that speech is awesome. And, like, you have to consider as well, it's delivered by Elizabeth Swan, who starts the franchise out as the governor's daughter. Yeah. And suddenly turns into this badass leader of the Black Pearl, like leading the Black Pearl. Now, the funny thing is, she delivers a speech <laughs> and nothing happens. No, uh, you know, it's, that's, <laughs> no, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kick-ass speech. And yeah. so, I, and look, I actually have a soft spot for At World's End. I actually have a soft spot for that first three movies. I think actually- I thought the, the third three... one was considered pretty much the best of the three. Yeah, that's what I thought, but you know, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's, 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 yeah, At World's End. That speech there by Elizabeth Swan. That's Very my good. Three. Yeah. What's, oh, I got no complaints. Good. 
Yeah. It's also the also really really just gonna draw on this for a second. It's really worrying how few motivational or inspirational speeches come from women in in um, in movies and TV shows. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because I've just realised as you said that that mine contain none. Fuck. Yeah, so no. There you go. Even Ripley doesn't get a good motivational speech. Nope. Hers, are, hers. If anything, hers are the opposite. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you will die. You're gonna yeah. die. That's that's a speech from Ripley. You're all gonna die. You're expendable. Yeah. So <laughs> fuck you, you guys. That's why this one. I mean, like, I, I say number three. I would have put it higher, but you'll understand. Yeah, it's fine. It's What's fine. your number two? Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world, and you'll be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you'll once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But the day the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Yeah. You know what? I'd really love to see a sequel to that film. Yeah, it would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. would be great. It's a shame that will never happen. <laughs> great shout, though, for number two. Oh, I mean, it, look, for some people, it's going to be their number one. And that's why these are our individual lists, you know. Mm. That's why we don't put these lists together as these are our list where the two of us go, this is our number five. This is, no, no, no. Your number five, my number five. Your number four. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. When you sent me through the list, your list, mm. right? I went full on Roy Kent when I saw that. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> of course. That was going to be my number one. But, uh, but there you go. Good shout. Sorry. Really good one, mate. Really good one. Oh, cool. it's, it's it's one of the best. Um, and, you know, if, if, if you don't have an erection by the time that speech is over. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just spoiled the mood. <laughs> uh, what's your number two? Here we go. You see, he's met two of your three criteria for sentience. So what if he meets the third? Consciousness in even the smallest degree. What is he then? I don't know. Do you? Do you? Do you? Well, that's the question you have to answer, Your Honour. Your Honour, sorry, Your Honour, the courtroom is in a crucible. In it, we burn away irrelevancies until we are left with a pure product, the truth for all time. Now, sooner or later, this man or others like him will succeed in replicating commander data. And the decision you reach here today will determine how we regard this creation of our genius. It will reveal the kind of people we are, what we, he is destined to be. It will reach far beyond this courtroom and this one android. It could significantly redefine the boundaries of personal liberty and freedom, expand, expanding them for some and savagely curtailing them for others. Are you prepared to condemn him and all who came after him to servitude and slavery? Your honor, Starfleet was founded to seek out new life. Well, there it sits, waiting. You wanted a chance to make law? Well, here it is. Make a good one. Oh, that speech. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not motivational. I know it's not hugely motivational, but it is. He's trying to motivate the judge to make the right call. Yeah, the no, right, no, no. I yeah. think it counts. I think it counts. 
But my God, and that is television. Mm. That is measure of a man, right? One of the best episodes the next generation ever produced. Yeah. And that, that one, I mean, like the thing is, and that episode, that one speech is re- is the basis for an entire series later on. Yeah. Uh, Picard. Yeah, that's um, exactly right. It's insane. And so like for me, like this is, this is my number two. It's a phenomenal speech. It's one of the best ones made in Star Trek. Um, and like I scoured all of Star Trek for good speeches. And there are some very good ones like Cisco um, inspiring the, the crew to go retake Deep Space Nine. Mm. It's yes, brilliant. Yes. Even even Janeway at the beginning of the episode one of Voyager, where she's like talking about getting back home mm-hmm. to the de- to the Alpha Quadrant. Like you know, there's yeah. there's so many I could have put in, but this one is just head and shoulders above anything. Really, like it's so good. And as I said, it forms a basis. It forms the entire basis of uh, Data's character throughout the entirety of the Next Generation. It forms the basis of Star Trek Picard. It's phenomenal. And like. It continue. It is based on like real arguments that we have now about sentience and like AI and how we should be treated and stuff like that. It's a fantastic, fantastic speech. So there yeah. you go. No, I I would agree. Considering uh, I was just uh, in my head, I'm thinking, what are some of the most be- motivational speeches from Star Trek? The first one that came into my head was a Jem Hadar going, "We are all dead, and <laughs> we are all about to die." <laughs> It was a close call between this and the line is drawn here and no farther. Oh, yeah. That's so good. That's so good. But it's, no, that's not really yeah. motivational. That's, his, that's him breaking down. Yeah. No, that, 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 no that, that's definitely a breakdown. That's yeah. definitely but, a breakdown. But there you go. Yeah. That's, Wonderful. That, that, that's my number two. What's your number one? My number one. Okay. Let me just clear my throat a sec. <clears throat> Five years ago, we lost... We lost friends, we lost family, we lost a part of ourselves. Today, we have a chance to take it all back. You know your teams, you know your missions. Get the stones, get them back, one round trip each, no mistakes, no do-overs. Most of us are going somewhere we know. That doesn't mean we should know what to expect. Be careful, look out for each other. This is the fight of our lives. And we're going to win. Whatever it takes. Good luck. I mean, come on. It's Captain America in Endgame. Mm, Even to the point where Tony Stark, the man who doesn't really like Steve, looks at him and believes him. That. And it it even even tailed off with Rocket Raccoon going, he's pretty good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That, that little, little comedy relief. Perfect. <laughs> He's pretty good at that. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, good shout, man. That's a really good shout. For the fact, and the reason why it's it's the fact that because after after him and Tony have the slight reconciliation when he gives him back the shield, in most of the other scenes that go on after that, Cap, Cap and Tony don't really they they're not in to, really together in the montage where they're all thinking, right, where are the stones? Okay, tell us about the stones. And Cap and Tony aren't hugely integrating then. So that speech with the fact that they're standing next to each other and when he goes, we're going to win, and Tony's like, fuck, I believe you. It's it just, it it's great. It's a great moment. Good. The music on top of it as well is also what makes it, and I don't think I've stressed 
uh, for some of these scenes, how important the music is to actually make the build up of the speech get more and more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that speech, Mwah. chef's kiss. Excellent. Good show. Love it. Thank you. So you're number one, please, Mr. Carenza. Um, we're not going to do any breakdown of this. I'm not going to tell you the reasons why. I'm not <laughs> going to discuss anything about it. I'm just going to deliver it. Okay. And at the end, I'll tell you who it's from, okay. where it's from. But you should know straight away. Okay. We're dicks. We're reckless, arrogant, stupid dicks. And the Film Actors Guild are pussies. And Kim Jong-il is an asshole. Pussies don't like dicks. Because pussies get fucked by dicks. But dicks also fuck assholes. Assholes who just want to shit on everything. Pussies may think they can deal with assholes their way. But the only thing that can fuck an asshole is a dick. With some balls. The problem with dicks is that sometimes they fuck too much. Or fuck when it isn't appropriate. And it takes a pussy to show them that. But sometimes pussies get so full of shit that they become assholes themselves. Because pussies are only an inch and a half away from assholes. I don't know much in this crazy, crazy world. But I do know that if you don't let us fuck this asshole, we're going to have our dicks and pussies all covered in shit. Gary, Team America, World Police. That's my number one. I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you went last because I don't want to follow that. (laughs) (laughs) So happy. You're welcome. When your brain is in a twist Cause you've got to make a list Of the best things of all time Or the worst things we can find It's a fair and fabulous Phenomenal, fantastic five Amazing (laughs) (laughs) Watching you not try not to Like just It was was like trying to It's like watching Sam Obsanya Watch Oh, it's such a good speech. <laughs> it's such a good scene. And it's so I've true. Got to, I've got to act out. Uh, I can act out Alec Baldwin. <laughs> it's, it's uh, like, uh, uh, corporations. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All of a sudden, this became a Team America fan cast. Uh, oh, I love Team America so much. It's such though. a good film. It's such it's a good so, film. It's so, so good. Oh, do you know what? Like, I think I'm, I'm going to go watch it now. Oh, um, amazing. In or- so in, in order for me to do that, we're going to have to say that this is uh, this is the end of the podcast. Oh, I thought we were about to do a watch along with the entire Lord of the Rings uh, uh, special <laughs> edition <laughs> collection. And extended editions. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 then also, well, we're going to watch it. We're going to do the Middle Earth saga. We're going to start with the Hobbit. Yeah, start with the Hobbit, um, and then get disappointed, and then yeah. re- redeem it with uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, no, we're going to finish the podcast. Um, okay. But thank you so much for listening, folks. Um, if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast and you've enjoyed what you've listened to, why not hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you you listen to your podcast on? And if you've got a bit of time and you want to put a little bit of extra effort in and support us a little bit more. 
pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave this podcast a review. Please leave this podcast a review. The more five-star reviews we get, the higher we'll climb in the rankings, the more listeners we will get. And if you don't want to do any of those two things, then we'll ask one thing, just one thing. Tell one person about this podcast. One person in real life about this podcast, recommend it. And you can do that in real life, as I said, or you can do it online. How can they do that, Matt? They can do that on Facebook. They can do it on Twitter. They can do it on Instagram. Uh, that's that's the best way to keep up to date with all the things that we're doing. You can uh, also like follow both of us on Twitch. We're both there. So if you want to, you know, have a conversation with us, you know, we both acknowledge our chat very very frequently. Like we, we don't ignore our chat. We pretty much read out every single word everyone types. It's 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 it's, it's actually really nice. It gives us little to do, um, but. <laughs> No, we just love it. We just love it. And if you want um, to support us in another way, which helps, again, make the podcast grow and evolve and become better, is to uh, if you can support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you get access uh, to our super secret Discord, uh, where you can engage with us, make suggestions for Fantastic Fives, and uh, also, it's just really nice when we see our listeners engaging with each other. That actually is just something that really warms us. But the main thing with Patreon is, you know, we want to do more live stuff. We want to improve the quality of the content. We're pretty happy with the way the audio sounds and everything like that. But for us to be able to sit in the same room with each other and, and, and be able to do those sorts of things, we just need the support from Patreon. That, that's, that's really the best way to do it. So, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, Twitch, those are the best ways to get in touch with us. You can search for us on on all of those platforms thank you so much again for listening mm. we'll be back next week see ya bye bye